This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> Podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Whatever. It's fine. Did your mom ever call you a real pill? She called me a lot of things. Did she ever say you're, you're being a real pill today? She, let's see. She's being a real asshole. Real little shit. Well, you, pills can be taken up there. Pills can be taken rectally up there. What are they called? Rectum S- pills. Suppositories. <laughs> yeah, you can supposit right up there. <laughs> now, this is our second opening because I was uh, informed Vargas uh, is much better at opening shows than. Yeah. Shows. Yeah, and then you. Yep. And then names were exchanged. Well, I'm just well, glad. Words were exchanged. I'm glad Brian. <laughs> Accurately portrayed exactly what I said. Yes. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Verbatim. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and say it. No. <laughs> See? Because what I said is, makes it better because what you said was actually hurtful, but yeah. I went the funny Oh, one. boy. Speaking of hurtful, welcome to Debates on Tap. Uh, this is a podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I am sorry, Brian. Oh. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, truly, pork madly, cheek, deeply. Pork cheek, whenever I wear my feelings so far down my sleeve, they're bound to get hurt, you know? The fun part about today is that we're all drinking different beers. We are. This is a this is a wild assortment of beers. I like it. I walked into the liquor store and they had a full stock. You know when you pick your six packs, right? You can make your own in some places. They had a full stock. What looked to be brand new, like oh these were all fucked up. Let's all mm-hmm. put them up there. Oh yeah. So I took a hard right, went right to them, and I got six beers that I didn't mind drinking, and I picked out a few specifically for my boys. Now, of course, most of them meet the Vargas standard. Of being a <laughs> yeah. blank can with a sticker wrapped around. <laughs> some of them, some of them get bonus points on another yeah. level because <laughs> it's a regular can with a different sticker. Like someone took a beer and they were like, "We're not going to put that beer in it. We're going right. to put a sticker on it and put this new beer in it." Yeah, and uh, <laughs> clearly they couldn't sell those full price. So there were two specifically that yeah. each of you first chose, and those were the two that I also first chose, Vargas. You took Melvin. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about Melvin. Uh, it's got a blue sticker, and there's a robot on it. Big fan. It's a Pilsner, and it's from Melvin Brewing from Alpine, Wyoming. So these aren't necessarily local. Some of them are, like right. Brendan's first choice, which from Logboat Brewing Co. It is Leah, Leah. You know, because yeah, I don't know how to say it either. Because it, yeah, because it's L E I dash A. So yeah, and. What looks like Princess Leia is on, on it. a shark, so maybe shark. shooting a gun. But it's a Berliner Weiss style L with guava. It is a tart, tropical, juicy little drink. And man, good stuff. It is delicious. I hadn't let seen me, that let me tell one you from what. Logboat. So yeah, I've never seen this. So, but I, I like it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with it's Leia. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm we'll guessing say guessing because it is Leia on the little picture of Leia. They can't actually say it's Leia. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's one yeah. of maybe one of those things. Yeah. Well, hey, if you work for Logboat and you are already sponsoring us somehow. Shoot us an email. Tell us how to pronounce this delicious beer, and uh, we'll be happy to make corrections. We we'll don't... we'll lay ya. <laughs> we'll be happy to drink more of your beer. That too. Any That's... any and all of that. I got some. <laughs> I got a porter from Left Hand, and then I got Tallgrass's Vanilla Bean Buff Sweat, mm-hmm. which oh yeah isn't supposed to be around anymore. So this might be an old uh, what they call vintage <laughs> right. vintage stock. It's aged, <laughs> aged in can. <laughs> Then I am also drinking the Four Hands Brewing Co. Bohemian Breakfast. It is oatmeal brown ale with coffee, and it is also it's also very good. I've got Twisted Logic from Defiance out in Kansas. 
It's uh, an IPA, and I haven't tried it yet. So here we go. If you, if we hear coughing, we know it's delicious. Really know, yeah. Only he delicious. really enjoys it. It's uh, definitely an IPA, but it's good actually. <laughs> it hits you. It hits you. <laughs> oh, well, ringing endorsement. Oh, actually, actually, no, no, no. it's pretty good. So you know how IPAs hit you with the hoppy bitterness right up front, and then you expect it to be like super super bitter. This doesn't do that. It hits you with the hops right. up front, but then it's kind of mellow on the back end, which I like a lot. Nice. Good. So nice. we're all enjoying this highly. Uh, highly. Boy, Vargas's computer made a noise that only we could hear. Correct. <laughs> but it threw us all for a loop uh, trying to recover from that. Yes, and I was thinking about my website, guys. Brian is single dot edu dot. No Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash only single ladies. Dot 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 dot. dot, dot. Yeah, 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 backslash. You can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need a Bitly. Just for this just Google <laughs> Brian is single, and I'm sure that'll bring up just the website. Exactly what you need. Singing for a couple catchphrases or or one catchphrase. Oh, yeah, at least. good. Mm-hmm. Kind of a one shot, so you you get who I am. Yes, and what is it? He's got a nose that won't quit and an ass that won't quit. Huh? Big nose, big ass. Ladies I think like it. If you, you just combine those two, he's got a nose and ass, or he's got an ass and a nose that won't quit. You know what I mean? We really got to highlight the hit nose. Him, well, I think you need to hit him with an ass first. Ass, 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 ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think I should start backing into every room? Yes. Actually, sense. it's not a bad idea. And <laughs> plus, that'll give you style points when you can do the spin. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I, mean? I got to like, work true. on that. Yeah, whenever you flip around, they're like, whoa, let's see that ass again. Maybe add a cape. Let how's that ass? ass? There's, they're probably be like, how's that ass feeling? <laughs> like you tell me. And then they grab it. That's this right. Is perfect. Yeah. That's right. why I got to workshop this stuff with you guys. Oh, man. You were close. <laughs> you just didn't get to the fact that you need to back into every room yeah. and then do yeah. a stylish spin. Well, it's uh, it's happening for better or for worse now. So I hope How you guys How often are... did you think of... Did you ever think about backing into all the rooms and doing a stylish spin? Did no, that ever occur to you? No, it scares me. I don't want to not know what I'm walking into. Oh, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's true. You got to face true. your problems. But I guess I could just do a quick open the door, glance. Okay, it's safe. <laughs> Close it again. Oh, you, you do a security assessment. <laughs> yeah. Then do your ocular pat down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, girls waiting for you at a, at a bar or restaurant and you just like do a quick like peek in. Close the door and then you kick it open with your ass. I don't know. And then she could tell, oh, you'll never, Lindsay, you'll never guess. <laughs> he walked in ass first. And you know, I've been saying that I'm looking for a guy that walks Becky, in that's ass That's all first. you talk about. That's all I talk about. Oh, he's the one. Look at that ass. And then she sees the nose and bam. Then you hear that bass line. Dum, 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 dum. What bass line is that from? Uh, baby got back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was from another. Because I said Becky. Oh yeah! Look at that ass. You were doing all. It thing. was like a little meta. It was a little bit. What? Okay, so a bit is when. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Oh, it's off. been so long. <laughs> Our editor is cutting us off. <laughs> what about you? That's all I've been up to is just thinking about catchphrases for Brian is single dot <laughs> edu. Yeah yeah yeah. Slash no Nazis. Well, I've been playing a lot of the this uh, little game that came out on Switch called Littlewood. It is a imagine a mix between Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, and that that's your game. Also, Littlewood, another catchphrase for Brian <laughs> the single top. Yeah, He's got yeah, an yeah, ass yeah. nose that won't quick in his Littlewood. Little <laughs> that could be the title of the page. Ooh, nice. interesting. But yeah, that, that game, it's a it's a sweet, cute little relaxing game on Switch. I highly recommend it. Um, as well as I wanna I <laughs> I wanted to bring this up. Uh, the boys and I listened to some Daft Punk earlier as a way to segue into this little thing I want to talk about real fast. Can I real quick, you said it incorrectly. 
Brendan forced yeah, the boys. Yeah, I made the boys listen, listen to that punk for a well, point I was going to make. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, basically, you guys you guys listened we to it. We listened to it. Yeah. We were happy to listen to it. Daft punk, you didn't they, have to force us. Daft Punk, they, they broke up last week. Um, they were around for goddamn forever. Like, like almost the, 20 years or something, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. Like, since like 1994 or something yeah. like that. Oh, man, their discography must be huge. Have they been around well, 30 years? Great. Buckle up. Point, but I it's hope you're sitting also down. bad point. I hope you're huh. sitting down. They've only released four albums as well as what? the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Um, but most of what they put out, uh, you know, ev- even if you've never really like actually listened to Daft Punk, you've heard Daft Punk. Um, they came out with an album called Discovery. It's probably one of the best albums of the past like 20 years. Um, and most of their music is put together by like samples and other things like that. Like there's a really cool video I found uh, how they made one more time off of Discovery. That is a slowed down Elton John song that they took out like half second increments yeah. out of. And it's phenomenal. It's so cool. But I had the boys listen to uh, Get Lucky uh, and uh, Lose Yourself to Dance, which is one of my favorite songs off that album from Random Access Memories, which is their last full length album they put out in 2013. Because I, I'm glad Vargas brought this up because yeah. Var- Vargas hit the point exactly that I was, he fell right into my trap. Damn it. I know. Um, you fool. Even when I'm right, I don't like to yeah. be right. In that, I too, I, I, I am more of a more recent Daft Punk fan, like within the past couple of years. Like I've listened to Daft Punk, but have never really like really got into them except in the past year or so. Um, particularly because uh, I listened to Random Access Memories back in 2013 and went, yeah, Get Lucky's great, but the whole album as a whole is just really weird. Um, you know, much like myself at that time, I thought, you know, it was recorded differently it was recorded with like a full band and things like that don't think that because you're a dumb dummy if you think that's what happened <laughs> well i'm really glad i didn't think that so here is what in the past just like week or two has blown my balls in my butthole about daft punk's album random acts of memory and i hope the next time you listen to this album because truly give it a chance this too will also blow you away i told molly about it she was interested in the car <laughs> and then we moved it sounds on like she was else. really interested we heard those air quotes yeah, by the way yeah yeah so the two Frenchmen uh, they sent da- who formed Daft Punk, they sat down to record Random Access Memories uh, in 2010, okay? They had no idea what the album would look like, had no structure, had nothing really written. They had some demos, but they pushed all that shit aside and went, you know what? Here's the two major things we want from this album. We want it to be less electronic. We want it to be like more disco funk like type of stuff. And even some of their older stuff is kind of disco and funk yeah. electronic stuff. And we also want to record it with actual musicians for each part. How they recorded those things was just like sampling for their other albums. So what they would do is they would sit down with a drummer and they go, okay, play a simple 4-4 beat for like four measures. And he would do that and they go, okay, now make it more disco funky. Great, record that. Now do a simple fill. Now do like full time the, the, the hi-hat. Seriously? Then they would sit down, like they would record that forever, okay? Yeah. Then they would sit down with a guitarist. Wind instruments, string instruments. Jesus. Every instrument you hear on the Christ. album was recorded separately at one time, and then years later, yeah. they put together, um, at first they were talking about, we're going to make it one giant album of all this recording that we've just put together. Yeah. Then they went, no, we have enough recording, we could put together four albums worth of content before, like to do this. Then they went, no, that's too much. We know, uh, you know the Tron Legacy soundtrack took a lot out of us. Um, we got to put together something that's, that's more concise. So they decided to record an album in the hardest way humanly so possible. They took all of the the song the the albums, the um, not the albums, the 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 stuff they recorded with the guitarists, the string instruments, like everything across the spectrum and started putting together 
random access memory. So everything you hear in random access memory is like we just listen to Get Lucky. Yeah. And it sounds so much like it's a uh, big band, like like a band recording yeah. together like like a live album or whatever. But it's just two Frenchmen recording over the space of three years, all this instrumentation, all this musical composition, and putting together in like a few months to put out random access memories. So the next time you listen to random access memories, again, give it a chance yeah. and recognize it is put together the same way they put together all their other albums, which like kind of gives me chills a little bit, like thinking about how they put this thing together. I mean, no wonder they broke up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. If, if I could think of a harder way to record an album. Could you imagine? Yeah. They, they sat down and basically they're like, we don't want to like, put, we want to pull samples from something. But we don't yeah. want to do it like yeah. how we did. Let's create our own. So they would sit down with these guys and they would like, they wrote some music that they wanted like the guitars to play, but they would also like hum melodies to them and like work it out with them. And then like, okay, play that for like a measure. Okay. Now play that like in a different key. Okay. Like make it more funky, make it more disco-y like over and over and over again. And then had this giant pool of music to put together to make this album. Jock, where is the 97th clarinet box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I moved it to the recycling bean. Right. So I would encourage everyone to to listen to Daft Punk, Man. especially listen, re-listen to Random Access Memories, knowing that kind of stuff and how they put together, and just enjoy a really great disco funk album from these crazy Frenchmen who are now no longer together. Have they ever been unmasked to the public? Uh, yes and no. Um, people know who they are. Like it's well known who they are. Oh. But back in like twenty years ago, no. But then over the course, they never like came out and were like, "Hey, we're Daft Punk." It was more of just like. Yeah, that, that those those are the guys. But so yeah, so yeah, so listen to Daft Punk. They're they're phenomenal. They're basically geniuses. It's yeah. it's insane. And if you want to collect their whole discography, it's real simple. Cost yep. you forty dollars. <laughs> yep. Vargas, what's new with you? Oh, it's me now. What's new with me? Uh, I have been not doing a whole lot. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, uh, I got a new platform fighter called Rivals of Ether. On PC. Interesting. Um, platform fighters like Super Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but this this game is kind of geared toward people that um, like Smash Brothers but w- want to learn how to like play it better, like the mechanics That's of the game. 10 out of 10 on Steam. Yeah. That's crazy. It's really good. Um, it, it's uh, kind of like a little an- animal fighter, not like Nintendo characters or anything. All original mm-hmm. characters, original content, all this stuff. Um, but it's made me <laughs> a lot better at Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> so neither of us will ever play with you. <laughs> Still. Still, right. Uh, but it's a really it's a really fun game. I would definitely recommend playing it with a controller if you have any interest in it. But it's nice. like it's like fifteen bucks and right. of course it's on Steam, so you know, wait till the summer and it'll be seventy nine mm-hmm. cents. I also saw it's on Switch too. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 wild. That's really yeah, cool. It's super fun. Um I'm really into platform fighters. I like them a lot. Really. Yeah, we played Smash with you. Yeah. We know. The one time. Yeah. <laughs> I played with him and I played with him in college a few times. Yeah. Uh was it not pretty? It wasn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> well I'm a lot better now. So. Great. Good. <laughs> Perfect. Rivals of Ether. That sounds awesome. Sounds really cool. Speaking of video games, that brings us to last time. Last time I had the boys present to me um the best slash favorite slash whatever uh video game console uh, Bry Guy uh, picked uh, the Game Boy, and Vargas picked PS2. Um, I picked the Game Boy. I am going to flip-flop to the PS2. What? You're not even wearing shoes. Can't flip-flop. I know. That's <laughs> why I left them outside, because it's so warm outside. Uh, mainly because um, 
uh, after really, really uh, re-listening to the episode and then looking up other stuff, you know, um, the PS2 is like the best-selling console of all time. Yeah. Like it's it's bananas. Um, then you look at like uh, we talked a little bit about uh, best-selling video games of all time. Minecraft is actually the best-selling video game of all time. Did you know that? Like total more than Tetris, two hundred million sales total. Minecraft. That's Tetris insane. is number three with hundred million total. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is actually second, hundred and forty million um, sales. Um, Fuck but Minecraft, <laughs> you nerds. <laughs> Um, and then also uh, for the PS2, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was the best-selling PS2 game, 17.3 million. Um, and then uh, best-selling Game Boy was uh, Tetris at uh, 35 million. Um, uh, basically, uh, re-listening to the episode and hearing sales figures and then like just pure subjective, you know, everything yeah. like that. Uh, and then looking at some of these facts and figures and things like that, I, I, I'm going to flip-flop and i'm gonna go to the sony playstation 2 as the best if we wanted facts and figures we would have started a science <laughs> podcast as the best hands down i mean I, we that's, it, that's it's decided putting a pin in it that's, that's how it is suck it xbox 360 and all other consoles <laughs> but i will say i mean like uh Bry guy alluded to in told talked about in the episode uh, the game boy opened up i mean that's what nintendo is currently doing i mean they've they've ri- ridden that ridden that wave rode that wave of uh, portable systems, and the, now the Switch is both a, port, both a portable system and this. But um, I think on top of that, the idea of a, of a DVD <laughs> uh, Blu-ray oh, system. Oh, Christ, did I lose because they and had that, DVDs? Because the Game Boy couldn't play DVDs. That's, Jesus that's Christ. Did you know that Nintendo it? DS can play Netflix and YouTube? Yeah. So I should win. That's that's wild. That's crazy. Flip flop again. Get your other flip I'm flop. going back to the Game Boy. No. Yeah. And the Game Boy Advance <laughs> had those cartridges this has been. Oh, yeah. And here's a fun crazy. word from our sponsor. You guys know us. We like beer. Unfortunately, beer is only the world's fourth most consumed beverage. Since we want to engage a larger audience, we're teaming up with Grind Coffee Company. Grind is ethically sourced and locally roasted in small batches here in KC to ensure that it's always fresh and delicious. Not only does Grind make some tasty beans, but their merch is cool as hell. The boys from Grind hooked us up with a promo code just for our listeners, too. Go to grindcoffeecompany.com to check out the coffee and use promo code DebatesOnTap15 for 15% off your whole order. That's GrindCoffeeCompany.com, promo code DebatesOnTap15. Grind Coffee, start your day out with an easy win. Well, moving on from that. Oh, uh, oh boy, here we go. Best, well, I said <laughs> fave. What, what's the best? Can I, I think you went with best. Yeah. yeah. Best slasher movie. Yes. For those who aren't familiar, slasher is a horror subgenre mm. with... The likes of Jason and Freddie, Freddie and Michael and Myers, Mike Myers, Michael Among Myers. Sorry, other a lot the, of a lot of other trash. Yeah, they're like too. get in, in my, my bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike Myers, the best of the slashers. Oh, behave, <laughs> Vargas. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I mean, I can go first. Okay. Okay. Floor is yours. So, <clears throat> I'll, I I'll I'll start by saying that my choice is very subjective for myself um, because I have... Here we go. Well, now, now wait, you know you're trying to sway me. I know, okay. I know. Okay. But I, I think you're going to, once you hear what I have to say, you're going you're gonna to get on, you're gonna get on the train, toot toot. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have kind of a hard time with slasher movies because w- there's 
so much garbage. There's, there's a lot of bad ones. It's and there's a lot of really fun ones that aren't like scare. You know, yeah. We'll get we'll dive into it. I'm sure, but yeah. This is why I'm using you guys to oh, sift through got, the right, trash. We got you. We got you. Don't worry. We got you. Because I had I had a pick, and then I went. I watched it recently. And went no. <laughs> went, to, went to something else. So, so once you've seen a slasher movie, odds are you've seen like 75 percent of them. Okay. Right. So the pool of good slasher movies is pretty shallow. On top of that point, I don't really like the slasher formula because I think it's super played out because mm-hmm. there's so much garbage. It's been done. You've already had Friday the 13th. You've already had Halloween. You've already had Scream. What what can you do that's different? What movie can you watch that kind of changes the game but still pays homage. This right. is why I asked you guys. I know. <laughs> Perfect. This is, you all, just like Brandon, you fell into my trap, you fools. <laughs> so the movie I picked is called Your Next. I think I've heard of that. Okay. So I know for a fact that you, Brian Lay, are were impacted heavily by the movie The Strangers. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. I mean, I love it, but I hate it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Your Next kind of takes that same setup. Right, you've got a girl, Audrey, and I watched the movie this morning, but I can't remember the guy's name. It's a guy yeah, and a girl. All the characters are. Uh, uh, I yeah. got some stuff to say about your next, but go ahead. It's a guy and a girl, and they go to his family's house for their wedding anniversary. Is um, it out in a fucking nowhere? It's in the middle of Missouri. Great, great, good. <laughs> and you know, whatever it's my parents' house, shit pops off. There are people right. attacking the house. I don't want to give any twists away, <laughs> right. but the. There may be one or more people in the house that aren't what they seem. Right. So it's a stranger's setup, but as the movie rolls on, there are like two or three major twists that you do not see coming. Right. Well, now I might see them coming. Now you told me to be on the lookout for twists. Maybe. <laughs> you might. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of the bare bones. Again, I don't want to really give anything away, but I went into this request, this challenge, this debate. I didn't want to give you, oh, you should watch Friday the 13th part one. You should watch Sleepaway Camp. You should, you know, because it's, oh right. <laughs> I actually almost picked Sleepaway Camp, Camp just for the hysterical. twist. Um, one, because it's a crazy bananas bad movie, but that twist is like, what the yeah, fuck is exactly. going on? <laughs> anyway, um, I didn't want to. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> I didn't want to give you something that's pretty standard fare, because even like, the best Friday the 13th movie is only an okay slasher. Right. And I know I'm going to get a lot of shit. You were going to get eviscerated (laughs) online, I bet. I know. But that's what I got. Brennan, you want to... Yeah, sure. Um, I am going to go with... uh, I actually... I'll be honest with you. Much like Vargas was talking about, you know, I was pumped because I was like, I'm going to go with the original My Bloody Valentine. One, because it is a fun slasher movie. It's actually a Canadian slasher movie. So like... All of the characters, for some reason, are very warm and fun, and it actually like you make makes you care about them a yeah. lot. Oh, sorry, I'm stabbing you. Eh? It is. It's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, you nicked me there. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh hey, sorry, you got swung me again there. In the eh? way of your knife, eh? It is a lot of that. It's it's very funny. Um, but after rewatching it recently, because I was like, okay, uh, shout out to Shout Factory. Um, they are re-releasing a lot of old horror movies, uh, specifically this one, and then The Blob was their most recent one through their Scream Factory series. But um, if you in love with old movies and horror movies, go to sh- uh, shopfactory.com. Uh, not sponsored. Um, yet. But watching it, I'm much like Vargas. It is a fun, fine slasher, if not a great, like good to great slasher, 
but it is not scary. Like it, the music is very bad in that movie. It is not like an effective slasher, I would say. Um, whereas I would define slasher as it is a some type of past wrongful action causes severe trauma that is reinforced by commemoration or anniversary that re- reactivates or re-inspires the killer. It's built around stock and murder sequences. The films uh, are drawn upon the audience feelings of the catharsis, recreation, displacement as related to sexual ple- pleasure. My favorite slasher is Scream. Um, not only is it one of my favorite slashers, it's one of my favorite horror movies, and I think it is like in my top 10 probably of favorite movies of all time. Um, I have a poster Scream on my wall from the 20th anniversary uh, screening at, at uh, uh, Streamland and Armor because it is a phenomenal movie. Um, you want to talk about um, like redefining a slasher. Like Wes Craven was one of the first guys to make slasher movies. He made The Hills Have Eyes, one of his first big horror movies, and then went on to make uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and redefine the, the, the slasher genre a little bit. What makes Scream so wonderful is that it is a, not only is it an effective, thrilling, scary, horrifying, gory slasher, but it is also a meta commentary on the slasher genre. It is a, it's a movie that understands what is happening. Like there are characters in movies that totally know what it, like they're in a movie and can contextualize things and call out things. And it was so funny watching Scream after watching my Bloody Valentine because Every trope that you see is called out in Scream. And uh, I love Scream. Uh, I think look no further than, than than the first sequence of the movie with Drew Barrymore as Casey Becker. Oh, um, man. You want to talk about yeah. setting a tone. This movie sets a phenomenal tone because you get this cute, wonderful blonde girl home alone. You're like, oh, it's Drew fucking Barrymore. Like, she's going to be in this movie all the movie. And boy, Whoopsies. howdy. You want to talk about setting Wes Craven setting a tone of horrifying to fun, light, sarcastic, and then brutal and, and, and just crazy. Like that first opening 10 to 15 minute sequence carries the movie through the whole thing. Um, but I will also conceal a bit to, to, to Vargas here. I'm assuming they, they drew Barrymore. They live her alone. <laughs> That's from that movie. That is. Oh, I get it. I think said by Stu. Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the one negative thing I'll say, sorry, then I'll hand it back to you, uh, back to Vargas uh, for his movie, You're Next, is I do not consider Your Next a slasher movie. I consider See, it a, I, a home invasion movie, I which knew, is very, very different. I knew you'd say that. Yep. I'll say I would consider the, the home invasion movie the current day slasher. Yeah, like, true. Name a, name a slasher movie that's come out in the last decade, and I can think of like Terrifier. Right. Uh, Halloween 2018. I mean, yeah, that's a reboot, right? Like, yeah, but it's still still a slasher movie. Neither, okay, neither, so there's neither two. of you picked it. <laughs> so there's two. <laughs> so again, if if you're going for what makes a slasher movie a slasher movie, yes, you could go for the tropes that like there is some sort of anniversary, sure. there is some sort of something that that all works just fine. But if you're going for the word slasher. You're looking for blood and gore and stuff, and this is your next has it in spades. It is all over the place. But what I like about this movie is you don't you, you get to know eventually mm-hmm. what the killer's motivation are, which subverts everything about not only the slasher genre but the home invasion genre. Right. If you want to go there, you you understand everything that happens in the movie, which at the end of it, 
gives you context to the preceding hour and 45 minutes. It's not just a random thing that happens because someone built a camp on an Indian right. burial ground or something. It's not because 20 years prior, a man went crazy in the mines of Valentine's yeah. Bluff and yeah. killed everyone, and then he's back 20 years later on Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. no one's trying to kill yeah. every virgin in Cherry Falls. <laughs> right. Right? I have a question real quick. Well, I'll save my questions until the end. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So it's kind of just a reiteration of my first point, but I, I like stuff that keeps me on my toes because... I get 45 minutes into pretty much every new slasher movie mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, he's going to kill. We get it. Yeah. We I get know it. exactly what girl is going to end up living right. and you know, whatever. Do we get to see your tits or not? Like, right. <laughs> That's a big part of the slasher I mean, genre. It yeah. is. It is some type of sex or nudity too. Yeah. But I don't know. So subverting, subverting the genre and subverting your expectations is right. big for, for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And I think you, will enjoy that as well as opposed to something like Friday the 13th where it's just you you right. know what's going to happen you you already know just given the base knowledge of the genre i do love being <laughs> my expectations being let down so that is good that is <laughs> not let down challenged right uh well, yeah one of the big things uh, the reason why uh Wes Craven made scream was uh because you know, for so long through the 80s and early 90s, Slasher had gone from like a lovable final girl, like think Halloween with Laurie Strode to like, hey, all these people are just knife fodder, machete fodder, just to kill. Like, we know what you're here for. Yeah. And Wes Craven, one of the main reasons he made Scream was to, to flip that again all on its head while making a great Slasher movie. So not only was he, you know, subverting the whole genre of Slashers, he was making a very good Slasher movie. So in this movie, um, the basic setup is uh, it is basically the coming up on the anniversary of uh, the the main character, Nev uh, Campbell's uh, character. Her mother has passed away. Um, and basically everyone's trying, and like new murders are starting to pop up um, surrounding the, the high schoolers, things like that. So they're basically trying to, everyone's trying to take their mind off of it by let's go do something else. Let's go have a party despite everything being locked down and bodies and counts and blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical slasher stuff, right? What makes idiot teenagers? That that has to be a recipe, right? right? Yeah. So not only in in Scream do you have the idiot teenagers like Stu Shaggy uh, uh, from from the the wonderful James Gunn uh, movies from from the, the James Gunn vehicle vehicle uh, Scooby Doo. He's a D and D fan. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have those those dumb you know slasher teenagers, but you also have Nev Campbell's character, who is a very vulnerable teenager. Um, she is very smart, very capable. And then you have a lot of characters who fill out um, all of this uh, this movie who that you root for that that despite you know the movies all before Scream were were making up knife fodder cannon fodder basically for lack of a better wording um, all the characters even though Stu is a giant asshole you still care like you still want Stu to survive this whole thing right he's a giant drunken asshole but you're like yeah of course um, Randy. Um, her boyfriend, you also want... Uh, no, Randy is the Jamie Kennedy's character who understands yes. the meta-ness of the whole yes. thing, right? He's the be- he is the... You don't have to watch the commentary because he is he the is commentary. The commentary. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, on top of all that, again, it's, it's, a, it's a multi-layered movie of all these things happening on top of a, a wonderful mystery, like what, like, what is happening? Why is this happening? And as it all comes together, as the movie goes on, it is a very finely put-together movie. Again, it's not just meta commentary it's not just whatever it is a great slash movie um whereas i think 
your next and why I don't think you would enjoy your next that much is that it is a it is a home invasion movie, which I don't consider a slash movie, and it is also full of unlikable characters who are not fun to watch at all. It kind of goes back to that whole like swings back to, yeah, these characters aren't likable. Let's just kill them off. You know what I mean? And then I will say the best part of your next is when it becomes R rated home alone towards like <laughs> a certain part of the movie. That's probably the best part of your next. Definitely. Um, yeah. Interesting. So I think I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. Not all the characters yes. in your next are you write that down on your phone. Yeah. Sorry. They're, they're not all, <laughs> people that you would want to hang out with a lot of them are jerks right most of them are jerks but i think that's what gives you that's what that's what helps you buy into the movie because it's it's a big family reunion these brothers and sisters and mom and dad are all getting together it's the first time they've seen each other in a long time and so of course the first time they sit down for dinner somebody takes a comment the wrong way (laughs) and a huge fight breaks out and then of course shit pops off but you you never feel like until a certain point in the movie you never feel like anyone in the movie is malicious as a as opposed to again a lot of slasher movies oh that's the jock i can tell cuz he's got a letterman's jacket on and it says jock on it <laughs> so i know he's going to die cuz he's going to go outside first <laughs> and that bimbo we've already seen her boobs so she's gone and the black guy, forget about it. He's already dead. And the stoner and yeah, right. <laughs> all those right. people, all those people are just tropes. But everyone in your next has a distinct purpose and a distinct personality. That even though you might not like them, you still buy into the fact that this is a family. They have history. They they don't get along. But what family does? That's yeah okay okay yeah <laughs> you get the like, yeah, yeah, realistic they're they're yes. they're realistic people they're characters that you can see in the world. Now my first question is yeah unrelated to both of your things. But nice. It's Great. a it's a question I had because Vargas said that it wasn't, but I always considered it, and I now I'm backed up by Brennan's definition that he read off of nothing and and out of his head <laughs> of only. His head. That's right. That. Tucker and Dale is a slasher movie. It's just told from the point of view of the slashers who aren't slashing sure. because there is the anniversary. It's the anniversary the thing. Part. It's this being stopped. It's got all the tropes, parts of it. It's just you don't see all those parts in their entirety because the narrative is flipped. Right. It, it is like way. a, re, it's like, yeah, a reversed slasher movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, Which is similar to the other movie I almost picked Behind the Mask. Yeah. The Rise of Leslie yeah, Vernon. It's like an anti slasher movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a documentary. <laughs> Where the the documentary crew is following the slasher, documentary while, while he slashes. Yeah, it's not a documentary. It's a documentary. Yeah, that's what they should right. call it. And like your next is interesting because uh, it takes place in a world where like Michael Myers was real, like Jason was real, like yeah. all yeah. these things. And yeah, he's trying to become the next great slasher. You should have picked that. Well, that sounds really fun. It's fine. It right. Oh. It's <laughs> well, it sounds it's fun. an interesting it's, deconstruction of yeah. slashers because you see it from the slasher's point of view, and then there's a point it's like it's 20 like, minutes later, 20 minutes left of the movie where it flips and becomes something else, and you're like, I mean, that, that wasn't as interesting as what was yeah, happening yeah. before. Yeah. It's like they took Scream to like the right. next two levels. Anyway, that's not the movie I picked. I picked your next. Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, so is gore a part 
of the slashers. I know it was a part of the old ones, like mm-hmm. especially like you guys were talking about when it got carried away and they were like, let's just make it gore. Right. But would you consider nowadays, if someone were to make an actual slasher mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. like a modern, like it's coming out in Halloween, baby. Halloween kills. Yeah. What, the next Halloween movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the re the reboot re pre, the second movie, the Halloween that came out in 2018. Yeah. Was basically a sequel to the original Halloween. Did you guys like that? I loved it. I yeah, it was really awesome. Was, it, really that was, was that a Rob Zombie one? Oh, no, God, no, 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 boy, no, 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 that was the, um, the guy, oh, fuck, the guy from Kenny Powers. Powers, Kenny Powers, <laughs> he wrote it, and his, oh, and yeah. him and his writing partner, then they, then he directed it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. and then they're making okay. this next one, Halloween Kills, which comes out this, this Halloween-ish. I should, I should watch that. I it's watch really good. I, that was Molly early in our dating, I took her to go see that movie, and she ran out of the theater, so... She liked what it. What did you say? She liked it a lot. What did you say to her? The movie wasn't I, even on you. It was said, still in previews. The good part's coming up. She's so, like, no. so gore, right? <laughs> I would say, there, so there's two answers. Traditionally, yeah, the more gore, the better. Buckets of blood, buckets of blood, sure, fine. I think in a modern slasher movie, realistic wounds and blood is far more effective. Perfectly on display in your next, Right. There are a few early kind of terrifying scenes that use a lot of blood and stuff, but then it's, it's the rest of the movie is far more realistic in terms of like, I get a wound and I'm not spilling blood all over the walls and ceiling. Right. But that being said, when you do get moments of true gore, it's far more effective. It's, it's far more right. visceral impact when you get the inside of somebody's head on the floor (laughs) compared to the the, the wounds that you've seen previously, it's just more impactful. Yeah. That's why, that's why the first saw was much better than hostile because exactly. And, and that's a, that's a crazy, like the history of flash movies are super interesting um, because you found this like one upmanship, like each movie had to do something a little bit more than the previous movie. And it was, it was like a golden age of like these prosthetic um, um, guys like uh, Tom Savini and people like that who are making like these amazing effects uh, for for gore and blood and wounds and stab wounds stuff like that um, that culminated in and this is one of the re- reasons I wanted to pick My Bloody Valentine and then one against it was because it was actually one of the first slash movies that was heavily edited because it was a it, it was a, it came out right after John Lennon was killed mm. was was um, shot. And so the MPAA basically went, no, like we can't have like this ultra violent, like we allowed it before, but now we're going to put the hammer down and say, so my bloody Valentine was actually heavily edited. And because of shout factory, uh, the unedited, the original version is now back out and stuff like that. So it was like that. This really interesting, like Vargas said, like, like, like originally, like in you watch Halloween and it is a very tame movie of some blood, some stabs, blah, blah, blah. But then it progressed to this point of like, Jesus Christ, like we're seeing this person being like like yeah. the most visceral, like gory stuff ever and culminated. And again, it was like this one-upmanship of like as slashers started to focus more on like the villains as the protagonist, like in the late 90s and or late 80s and 90s, um, you started to more get like more gory movies and things like that. I always uh, took it, I prefer to take it, uh, in fact, that slasher, the term slasher refers right. to the person, not the action. Mm-hmm. So, right, it refers to Jason. It refers to, for, right, like, right. Instead, because it doesn't, to me, 
It doesn't need to be gory. I know that's what like some of the people, some of the fans have come yeah. to love about yeah. it. Like, oh, it's not a slasher if I can't see all the blood and everything. And that's like become like not a B movie thing, but like if it's a true slasher, it will have like sure. Vargas said, boobs and blood. Yeah. So I, but again, I always like it better if it's not if that's not the focus, right? I think the person doing the slashing is more interesting. Yeah. Than, uh, so anyway, I'll say this as a as a follow up, right? If you ask anybody who's seen every Friday the 13th mm-hmm. movie what their favorite Jason kill is, I guarantee you every single one of them is going to say the sleeping bag kill from Friday the 13th part four, <laughs> yeah. where Jason ties up a girl in a sleeping bag and beats her to death on a tree right. like he's beating a rug. Yikes. But there's no blood. There's no blood, yeah. Like, it's it's far more effective because you hear her screaming right. and hear the thuds. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. what I, like... Oh, that's... But it, there's... It, yeah, it gets pretty visceral. But but again, like, slasher in general, and, I, and I, that's an interesting point you bring up about, like, the focus on the slasher because that's what it became, like, after a while. Um, you know, the early slashers of the 70s and early 80s was more about the characters and, and things like that. Like Halloween, everyone think Laurie Strode, like Jamie Lee Curtis had a phenomenal performance as Laurie Strode. And then it became after several movies, it's like, no, we, we think as the times go on, Michael Myers is a more interesting protagonist than like everyone else he's killing. Right. Um, and that's what scream was. One of the first movies that brought it back to the characters and like the final girl type of quote unquote thing, even though there are more final people in the movie than just Nev Campbell's character. But yeah, scream was one of the ones like Wes Craven recognized, like we got to bring it back to like, like, like sure people are here for like the kills and like the villain, like just annihilating everyone. But like, you have to care about that stuff. Like if you don't care about your characters and like their journey, what they're going through, then like, you're not going to care about them dying. You're just gonna be like, Oh yeah, that was a great kill because of the gore, because of this, this, and this. You're not gonna care like, oh shit, I hope this person survives and I'm I'm invested in their survival. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and again, I just say that because just them existing in the movie is to me the slasher part, right? right? Basically you could almost take slasher and serial killer or like hunter or something sure. and to in my head mix them mix them up and it would be the same, the same thing. <laughs> so uh, the choice, the choice is uh, I'm gonna go scream uh, because I've seen that one and I know it's yeah, good. It is good. And it's I would, movie. I would rather watch Scream than a movie I don't know is good. But now, I mean, I have to watch both again, so it could flip flop. But right now, it's Scream. Really mm-hmm. confident uh, with my chances on rebuttal with the phrase "have to watch." Both of them. <laughs> Makes me feel great. <laughs> good, you should. For anyone curious, uh, you're next. Uh, our our good friends at. Why would you watch this movie? Who the hell made me watch it? <laughs> Fuck you, damn it. This is damn a, movie. Hold on, this is a bit from our NFL show. It's I true. don't think most people know. know. Maybe they know. This bit. Maybe they know. Uh, I think it's come up on this show a time or two. It but might have, but it's who the hell is this for? Who the hell is this for? <laughs> had, a, had a phenomenal, they had a, a couple weeks ago, they had a, a really great episode about your next specifically. Yeah. And made me rewatch that movie a, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh boy. Well, the answer this week. It's for Brian. It's for Brian. So, but no, but yeah, listen to that episode because it's it's a fun episode and they have a really great discussion about the movie. That brings us to Vargas instead of Brian on what's next on tap. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. What I want from you guys, I don't, I don't know if you guys are super into this, which is why I, I wanted to do it. I want you guys to research and convince me to purchase a base building game 
because that's what I'm into right now. I've talked about Satisfactory. Yeah, satisfactory a times. Times. Like a five-string, four-string bass? Uh, you got it. Uh, you nailed it. Uh, you got it. Uh, bass building Yeah, game. I, want a, okay. I want a game okay. where sur- survival can or can't be an element, right, right. but something where you have to you know exist and grow and build your own little shelter or community or whatever. But you're not necessarily looking for a real-time strategy like Warcraft or Starcraft, where you also build bases, Could be. but the main focus is combat. <laughs> yeah, I want, the, I want the focus to be base building. Okay. okay. Very um, good. It can be on you know PlayStation or mm-hmm. Switch or Steam or whatever. Um, Let's make him buy an Xbox One. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> Both pick Xbox One games. This game is exclusive to Microsoft. Um, Price will be a factor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I want. Um, I, I've I've been playing a lot of those kinds of games lately, mostly satisfactory, um, and I find them very relaxing. So, God knows, I need to do some. Have more you of that. played SimCity? No, I haven't actually. I don't think that's relaxing. That's like actually being a city manager. So it's probably not. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's awful. That sounds like a government job. It is. Which, but more check. so, <laughs> you're not getting paid to do it. Right. Yeah. Not not for me. Uh. So another video game episode. Hope everybody's ready for that. Nice. We're going to do it. Where where can he watch your next? Hulu. Okay. Yeah, I gave, uh, already I, gave I, him shit about that. I was going to say, because I have the Blu-ray right here for Scream. I, I just You do. I already gave him shit about that. I was like, oh, you're picking a movie you don't even own. So you must really like it. <laughs> yeah, Criterion hasn't released your next yet. <laughs> Shout Factory has not yeah. got on that. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, if anyone um, next week, since we are doing a video game episode, of course, we still want you to listen. So we'd love for you to not fall asleep during that episode. And if you need help not falling asleep, you know where I go. Grind, Grind Coffee, Coffee Company. Company. <laughs> Dude, you are on point with these <laughs> plugs. Delicious, delicious coffee. Uh, use promo code, as you heard in the ad, debates on tap 15. Save 15% on your entire order. And they don't just have coffee. They have some other stuff. So go check it out. GrindCoffeeCompany.com. No lie, their merch and their mugs are legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, find us. You know, it, it, you support them and you support us. It helps. It's all a wonderful, wonderful circle. But the best circle is you hitting that circle subscribe button. Mm, makes us feel good. You can hit it on. I'll allow it. You can hit it on iTunes. On You can hit it on Spotify, <laughs> Google Play, hit it on SoundCloud. Wherever you want to hit it, you hit it. And we'll feel it. Uh, you could also email us about how annoying these closings are uh, at <laughs> debatesonfans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Debates on Tap. You can find us on Instagram at Debates on Pictures. Mmm, grind coffee. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.